From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Oh, we're here. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link above our homepage and join today. I also want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hop and Barrel Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios or click on the patron link above our homepage at blindnessstudios.com. Com. Speaking of patrons, uh, we got a we got Devin Devin Stinson inbound in about a month. Yeah, yeah, just about a month now, right? Yeah, that'll be very exciting. I'm excited. That'll be fun. Always love seeing some of our patrons. Um, yeah, not yeah. They land here or they're driving. It's like up. August twelfth, nineteenth, something like that. Oh, so it's more than a little bit more than a month. Yeah. but I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So a uh, little bit of uh, I guess uh, before we get into the discussion, um, a little bit I want to like at the top here. Uh, so today we're going to be doing. Uh, I'm calling it a commercial calibration. So we've had this uh, off and on. We've we've touched on this. Um, issue of a shared language uh, when trying to talk about flavor descriptors and whatnot, and we've we've briefly uh, like bounced in and out of this uh, discussion. I wanted to make it more of a continuing thing, um, and so this uh, this week's episode we're going to focus on that with two beers. Um, we're gonna taste uh, Bell's Two Hearted and uh, Sam Adams Boston Lager. Uh, we're gonna try to do beers that are well-known and are around. And I'm well, I, 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 I'd jump in real quick. I, I talked to, man, Justin and I were talking about this. Or we always talk about this. So uh, without getting too crazy with it, it's always like, oh, hey, I talked to Jake the other day and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, listen, man, we do business with three people who are named Jake. Is it Jake, C, B, or X? Uh, that's great. You got to tell me which one. So in in this whole fold, where am I going with this? Uh, we get a bunch of stuff into the brewery, like, or we deal with people who have the same name. We get a bunch of boxes into the brewery. Well, you can't call everything a box, in especially not from an inventory standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so we call the the box that the 12 beers go in for our 12 packs, that's a carton. So what I'm getting at here is, yeah, we can all sit around and say, yeah, this beer is smooth. But what in the hell does that mean? Exactly. I think that's what you're talking about. That's what prompted this listener to hit us up and talk about it. And that's what's prompting us here. God, I'm new. (laughs) That's what's prompting, prompting us here to try a ubiquitous type you know beer that you can get everywhere we're drinking two hearted like i would assume i'm hoping that you know all of our listeners can get bells two hearted at least at least all of our us listeners correct, can domestically or uh, the sam adams boston lager and yeah so we, we must have a common language and i that is why groups like 
the BJCP exist because yep. we're all going to use the same words to describe it, and we'll try to get us there today. Yep. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's 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 not something that's going to happen in a single episode. It's not something Heck that's no. like it's going to be over time. Um, I haven't fully seen how this is. So you guys are kind of hearing some behind the scenes stuff because I really haven't had a chance to sit down and fully discuss this with Brian yet. But I'm thinking maybe we add this as almost like another segment. Like if today goes well, and uh, almost like just another segment to Homebrew Bound, where um, every other week or whatever we do a commercial calibration, um, and we'll try to announce uh, the beers for that's coming up so you guys have a chance to go and find it uh before the episode so you can sit and drink it with us and hopefully if we're all tasting the same things we can start to kind of get in sync with our language and it should help us convey convey information better onto you and you just kind of under trying to understand what we're saying and it's so hard in a purely audio medium to like when we when we use flavor descriptors they don't mean anything, right? Right. And, you know, it's a big ask to have people, you know, if I mean, usually I listen to these kinds of things in my car on yeah. the way to somewhere or sometimes at night uh, when I'm kind of getting ready for bed or in the morning and that. And so it's kind of a big ask to be like, hey, we're going to start talking about all these flavor descriptors in this beer, but at least... Potentially, you can think in your head, "Well, I've had that beer, and so what?" Yeah, seems to make sense. But if you if you can sit and, and taste along uh, with us on this kind of thing, that's uh, even more fun. So, it sounds, oh, yeah. sounds really fun to me, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's kind of what this show is going to be. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But uh, Brian, uh, what have you been up to, beer related, man? Oh, uh, we're getting ready for the. Um, uh, the Airborne Disc Golf Preserve Championship um, and have come up with a special label uh, for Airborne IPA, which I'm really excited about. I don't know if I would normally mention it other than I don't know when when I would ever get to do something like this again or I don't, I'm not sure why I'm lucky enough to get to do any of the cool stuff I get to do, but I'm sure grateful for it. Yeah. Um, so beer-related, it... Uh, there's a little bit of that, and then also the Spring Valley location we started the build out on, and so um, yeah, that's very some, exciting. Some all the, all the like the, ini- the initial like mm-hmm. um, articles and stuff has started to come out. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, gets a little wacky. Then the phone starts blowing up, which is always really really fun and really uh, very flattering that anyone would want to pay attention. Um, and then uh, we have identified the general manager for that location. We've identif- identified the brewer. I uh, can't say who it is yet, uh, but it definitely was a very good conversation with our our Spring Valley brewer. And we'll, I mean, as soon as we are able, we can get him up here and onto the show. Hopefully, awesome! Yeah, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Yeah, what about you, man? Um, let's see. I did a uh, I brewed twice uh, last weekend. Um, I rebrewed the Irish Red for the Every Style Challenge. This is turning into my White Whale for some reason. Christ, this is yeah. my third time brewing this beer. Uh, the last one failed because of a runaway fermentation. Uh, this one, uh, the temp has been good so far. Like I've been keeping <laughs> an eye on it, so everything should Didn't be you happy. S- like Scrooby the malt on it too. Like you. This one? Oh yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I, I forgot to order some malt, but I I fixed it. It's It'll fine. Fine. Everything's fine. In fact, it's actually fermenting a little cold right now. Um, it's at 66 instead of 68. So, oh no, it might be too clean. Not a thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
that's kind of where where I so I did that, um, and then I did a um, a Belgian style uh, beer f- uh, with some of the Sugar Creek malt. So we're finally going to be able to start getting yes, into that. that um, is and I, awesome. I apologize uh, if you guys are listening. I apologize for it taking so long. Thing it's just been a crazy uh, couple of months, but we're finally starting to brew into that. And I'll be reaching out to you guys directly in the next couple of weeks here, so we can hopefully get uh, you guys on the show and start talking about your malts. All right. Uh, yeah, that's just kind of been that's that's been it. Just a lot of brewing. Uh, so let's get into let's let's get into this uh, this um, I feel like uh, before we get too deep uh, we should almost like maybe like cover some ground rules like how do how do we want to do this what do you think is the best way to approach this so we can pull like so should we should we uh, should we look up um, information about it like read you know read some stuff online or should we blind taste it I think we should. Uh taste it and say and then look and see what Matt works for me yeah I mean I started kind of preemptively like googling a few things and I I think I know I know what I like out of this beer and I know what to expect out of this beer but I might be surprised too yeah, so yeah we're, we're starting with uh well so we have two which one which, should we start with Boston Lager or should we start with two hearted I think we should start with Boston Lager okay but I was I was going to say that it is for us anyway for Casey and I it, it is very very easy to find both of these beers especially on draft, and I think the majority of the time that Casey and I are enjoying beers together or, or any of us in the crew here that that kind of do the, pod, the home it's podcast draft. anyway it's almost always draft. I mean we're always trying to like find cool places to hang out and have some food, you know, before or after the podcast or like during the week and whatnot. And I think these are like, you know, ubiquitous is a good word again. But, yeah. Like the like you can find them anywhere. So So I think mm-hmm. we Boston should uh, like let's let's approach this like we would BJCP judging. So start with appearance aroma. Okay. So appearance is definitely uh bright and clear. Bright clear. Uh, um I'd give this a what is this a golden it's golden and it's a lot. It, it's golden, but on the edges, you're starting to see like a kind of what even is that? Like a little bit of darkness or not or not darkness, but you know what I mean? Like the color is. Yeah, it's starting. It's so it's it's like if you look straight through, it's it's golden. And then like on the edges, you get almost not not quite ruby, but the edges are a little different. But for some reason, this it, it's looking very much golden to me right yeah. now. And I. I think in my mind, I thought this beer was a little bit more amber hued. Yeah, I'm. This is just pure golden. Yeah. I, I think. I think I'm going pure golden on the on the uh, appearance here. Golden, and I really there's just almost a little bit of a darker hue. You know, and like on the top or the sides, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Man. Is it shadow from your finger? Is it like that, what? that too? Yeah. So uh, we'll go with that as far as color. Um, head. Uh, it was an off white. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine dissipated fairly quickly. Not quite. Oh, it's just almost versing on a little bit of color on the head, um, but it's definitely off white, very much off white. Mm. Um. So aroma wise, I'm getting a lot of. It's like biscuit. Yep, biscuit, melanoidin. So uh, describe. So, Not quite caramel. Right, so, so you say melanoid, and um, what are you? What do you mean when you say melanoid? I mean the difference between. T- uh, 
just lightly toasted bread to toasted bread. Okay. So like when you put it in the toaster on like a two. Or th- three or so. Yeah, like so there's like, a little bit of just a wee bit of brown. Yep. And it's, and it's you're just like, starting oh, to turn. Oh, man. I mean, it might need, it needed like 10 more seconds or 20 more yep. seconds and it would be perfect. But this is when we pull it out of the, uh, you know, of the toaster. It would just fine for, for toast. You're just going to have a bitch of a time spreading the butter on it. Right. <laughs> you're going to tear your toast. You're going to, you're probably going to tear your toast. Depends on how soft your butter is, whatever. But like that's kind of where I'm at with it. So, um, Caramel melanoidin, um, and then there is a spring. I'm, I'm just going to use words, and, and I think later yeah. I'm going to be like, why'd you use that word? Uh, like, not spring, but like spring fresh floral hop kind of a. Uh, like, so, okay, not, so you're trying not, to pull like, out you the know hop when, character. You know when, when, laund- when you pull your laundry out and, and it's like, I washed my clothes with the spring fresh. And I'm not trying to con- compare this to fucking laundry detergent, but like, no, um, there's a, a I'm trying to think of a better descriptor for that. It's there's kind of there's like a, a it's, it's a light floralness. It's the it's, it's it's the floral quality that comes from a lager yeast fermentation that went really well, and then a little bit of almost that soapy hops. And I don't know what's in which you know I mean if I'm saying soapy, it's probably Cascader Chinook be honest yeah and and uh god laundry day is just it's just like a, just a little irish spring yeah it's it's fresh it kind of yeah. you know there's it's it's a little bit dull because it's been sitting in a bottle and that's just how it goes i know mean, you can look on the side you can see right there where, when it was bottled uh sep- oh no this is uh fresh by date september 21 is the fresh by date okay so we should have had <laughs> That's what I meant about it being a little bit dull. Like I, yeah. I would think this is a little past its shelf life, honestly. Since September twenty twenty one. No, so it's I mean Enjoy before September twenty twenty one. Yep. Well it's So it's firmly within. Oh yeah. Oh my god. What else wrong with me? Yeah, it, it very definitely is. Calendars are hard, man. I know. Um, right. All right. So let's. Uh, it, it is well within. I yep. I wouldn't say. Oh my God, this is fresh. But I wouldn't say let's, it's not. Yeah. So. Let's let's dive into flavor and mouthfeel here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, like that that biscuit in the in the nose comes through a lot in the flavor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like it finishes dry, almost um, not not quite astringent, but there's there's a bitterness there. There's it it does finish. Smacking dry, um, especially from hop. Uh, the first thing that I notice is that firm malt backbone, but it is also, I say firm malt backbone, but it's also held up by a firm bitterness. So they pre- they're propping each other up. It's like, you know, f- Forrest Gump and Bubba, mm-hmm. like you're leaning against each other, you know, in the rain trying to <laughs> make shit work. <laughs> like it's. It's they're they're balancing each other is what I'm getting at, and I think if one or the other were out of whack, it would make this beer either too cloying or or too bitter, which it is almost too bitter. It's it almost is like this is so. I think I, they count on the longevity of the shelf life, or well, I'm just I don't think I'm just gonna throw that out there. That's maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's so, but it's it's also very sweet up front. It's you you get a lot of. There, it's like caramel and oh, it's for sure caramel sweet. It's caramel sweet that 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 
It almost goes into like a burnt sugar bitterness. Almost, yeah. Like as, as it falls away, so you get the caramel sweet, and then like it falls back into this burnt caramel I'm, I'm going to throw this out in the air and say that um, if we dialed the bitterness back on this, that this would make a fine Oktoberfest. It, it does have, it does have like a Meritzen quality. And I mean, like they do do an Oktoberfest every year. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder how different the recipes are, if I'm being completely honest. Because I mean, even with the color, like if you added a little bit more caramel malt, you'd be right in that Meritzen territory. You wouldn't need much. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty close. Um, if, if I drink this blindfolded, like if you, if you put five Oktoberfest in front of me and you were like, pick the one that's not, like I couldn't do it. Yeah, we call this an Oktoberfest. Yeah. And that's and that's fine. Well, especially it, with like the trend of hoppier Oktoberfests that mm-hmm. we've that we've been seeing the past couple of years. Like this is that too. This would this would fit right right in there. I I think there is a great lager character, uh, lager yeast character to this too. Uh, um, so when you say that, what do you mean? I'm I'm I know. Like as I was saying it, I'm like I gotta back this up somehow. Um, it. It, I don't know. It just tastes like lager yeast. It tastes like purple. I don't know. Well, no, no. So, uh, so like, so when you, when you say, so is there, is there like a, is it a sweetness? Is it a, um, like a fruitiness? Is it ester? So, all right. There, there's some, there's something estery there. That there's a lager. You... Yeah. There's a lager yeast ester that is not, not fruity, but. Where where are you getting it? Like, is it down the back of the sip? Is it right up top? It's right about when I swallow it, and then I can tell. Yeah, okay, this is a lager yeast. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, right right on the back end there. There's yeah. There's there's the estery character. Yeah, and so are, as and you're getting that too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So as as you're sitting here, you can't like, really. If, if, if you're next time you next time you're sipping or if you're sipping with us, take a sip, um, like. Try, try like to mentally block out the caramel, the bitterness, and just kind of focus on that. Because I can get a little bit of the lager yeast character like on the nose, but I, the thing that's kind of pushing it out of the way is definitely the hop character and then the sweetness of the malt. But once you actually taste it, the malt kind of, it'll broaden out into, you know, like more grainy. Mm-hmm. And but, but I wouldn't call it grainy if that makes any sense. And then, like I said, it isn't until you, not when you're preparing to swallow it, but when you actually swallow it, then it kind of, there it is. That's where the, that lager yeast strain. Yeah, it's like it, it pops at flavor. the end. Like, and you, if, if you had, um, I think the easiest way to find it would be to have a couple different good lagers lined up. Like, yeah. especially like if you had uh, a couple of Oktoberfests. Uh, lined up, and you would you well, would find well, listen, that common flavor. Listen, though, the, I I think pushing another Oktoberfest with or tasting another Oktoberfest, this one to actually try to identify that lager yeast flavor, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Oh, I you think, think so? Yes, I think if we could say definitely, oh, Boston Lager is made with Weinstefan thirty four seventy dry yeast at you know this temperature. And then we had another beer, you know, that wasn't the Boston Lager. We had it next to it. We'd be able to identify it easier. And I think the thing that is pushing a very definite identification of what this lager yeast flavor should be, 
thing that's pushing it out of the way is how, I don't even want to say aggressively, this is hopped, but I, this is firmly hopped. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no bones about this. It's not over the top. It's probably only like eight IBU or something silly like that or less, probably less than that. But it's, you know, look it up, but yeah. it's still, if we really wanted like to isolate this flavor, we'd have to have a beer that didn't have any kind of like this caramel sweetness to it. And it'd have to be real dry, which would change the way the water, it would change the whole fucking beer and all that. Yeah. And the water yeah. profile and all that jazz. But this, you have to hunt for the 30 IBUs. 30. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I said, what did I say? Eight. Yeah. I way undershot it. Uh, so, yeah. so this mother, this mother is firm. Uh, Hollertau and uh, Tetanang. Right. So my point is, is that all of that out of the way, yeah, we would, you know, but then it would be too sweet without that. And I think they maybe punched the aggressiveness on the hopping on this because of the way they went with the like the caramel and and how this is sort of more of an orange beer than than yellow. Uh, yeah, it says Sam Adams two row uh, pale malt blend and C sixty. There, you see, there you go. Yeah. Uh, you've you've already you've lent a, a very large amount of sweetness with that C sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I'm I'll be honest too. I'm just going to throw this out there. I've sort of ca- uh, like handicapped myself by completely ignoring C sixty for the last like five years. <laughs> Well, there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons to do that or not do that. So if you guys want to write in and, and just personally ask without asking us to look at which freaking episode, (laughs) (laughs) just, yeah, hit up Brian. Well, hit up either of us and we'll answer why, why, why don't we like C60? I'll tell you later. Um, but yeah, so, um, I, I think is, is, is there anything else that we should talk about here? Um, I think, I think no, we I think we it. should move on to Two Hearted. All right, yeah, let's move on to Two Hearted. And I suspect we're going to find that the the malt and the backbone on this is going to be very similar. It's just the hops, the way they work, are going to be. I think uh, I think you're right. And, and this was unintentional too. I just started yeah. thinking about it, like because I had a Bell's Two Hearted before I came here. It is a very like so. It's it's a very common IPA to find on tap around here. It's, we're very happy about that, but yeah, we're we're a hop skip, hopping a skip from Michigan. So, um, like, so color wise, immediately looking at this one, uh, we are we are in that same golden range, practically the same. Um, it's this is unintentional, I should say. It is, it is absolutely unintentional. I was just trying to think of the two beers that were. I think you did a common great job. to get common to grab, and like yeah. yeah, the fact that we're gonna get. So close in color here, I think. Holy fudge! They're they're almost identical. <laughs> oh my god, the Sam the Sam's just a little bit darker. Yep. And by darker, I mean a little bit more orange, not dark. Yep. That's yeah. It bad, has, bad has a slightly play. more orange hue versus the Two Hearted is just yeah. a little bit more of a bright gold. Mm-hmm. So Bell's Two Hearted is, I think, for me, uh, just ubiquitous IPA. Gotta keep using that word. I'm sorry. It's the it's the one it's it's like when you think if you had a dictionary and it said IPA, I th- this would be in there. I think it is a very good American IPA. American IPA I would, yeah, it I would versus to West Coast, but why? Um yeah well and so I also I I think and this this is a personal thing where I feel like it's it's more of a Midwest IPA than a West mm-hmm. Coast IPA. Um, I'm with you because of, and we'll get to this, but just because of the addition of the or of the caramel malts, mm-hmm. and this one is not 
It, for an IPA, it's crisp, but it's definitely not as crisp as this Sam Adams. Yep. There is a more complicated layering here of a sweeter malt. Now, is that, I mean, is there C60 in Bell's Two Hearted? Probably, possibly. Yeah, um, I think around the time that this beer was, you know, the inception of this beer, it was, you know, you kind of had to put a little bit of some kind of caramel malt yeah. into this. And, you know, it's more of a Midwest IPA. And I'm, I'm again, if you can pull the specs up, that would be rad. Right. Uh, well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's start with appearance and aroma. We've done mm, appearance. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's let's uh, let's tackle aroma here. Um, yeah, appearance. It's it's golden, yellow to golden, more um, golden. With that, with a very similar uh, head to the Boston Lager, a little bit less clarity. And if Bell's Brewing is listening, I just want to say thank you guys so effing much for not making this hazy and keeping this beer the same. Because <laughs> this is my favorite fucking beer. <laughs> Aroma-wise, uh, there is a sweetness that that comes through almost before the hops hit. Very definitely. Um, and then the hops, a little bit of a hop spiciness too. I, see, I, I get like a, almost like a candied grapefruit. Okay. Aroma. God, it's just a little bit of a not. I don't know. It, spicy is probably the wrong word, but the malt backbone on the flavor of this is. Also biscuity, also pretty firm. Mm-hmm. And then I can also tell that we're working with like less bittering hops because this doesn't slap my tongue around. Is it weird that this tastes less bitter than the Boston Lager? Uh, on the surface, yeah. But like when you really dig into it and if you listen to us at all, like you will know that like putting hops later in the boil is better for flavor. And so that's just simply what we've got here is that Sam Adams needed to mitigate from a lager standpoint, the estuary and the sweetness from, you know, the pers- the perception of the lager yeast and, you know, these types of malts and C60 they went in on, they had to kind of like mitigate it somehow. This one, you know, we want more flavor hops and well, you know, having that malt backbone is fine, um, but we want, we want flavor, yeah. right? And we want... We want aroma and flavor. Yeah. So the like the way this one drinks for me, I get a lot of a lot of citrus, a lot of grapefruit, mm-hmm. um, with a like a just a biscuit uh, biscuit light caramel uh, malt it, backbone. It's a bite of the like whatever whatever actual IBU for bitterness are in there again connects really well with how. You know, n- not you know when malt gets starts getting darker, it starts feeling and and seeming more almost roasty. So it's uh, and this this might be well. So I I equate it to front of the tongue bitterness versus back of the tongue bitterness. So the back of the tongue bitterness for me is pairing up with the malt backbone, and they are almost suddenly like gluing themselves mm-hmm. together on the back of my tongue. So like, so uh, Bell's Too Hearted, I get a lot more of that up front, that, that hop bite mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. Um, and then it smooths out. And then like I get these, like that, that citrus, uh, grapefruit, caramel, 
um, kind of like mashed it around ma- in the back. mashed around in the back. The same place on the tongue that we were talking about when we were identifying how the lager mm-hmm. flavor character works back there. Here, yep. I mean, maybe are we working with a little bit of ale fruitiness on the back, or I think a little bit. I think there's Is definitely. Um, I think there's definitely a like that ale yeast character, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah, just because like you end up with a rounder. Um, fruitier flavor. But it is less distinct because mm-hmm. we're working with more complexity. There, yeah, there's just a lot more going on, and mm-hmm. so it gets muddled into the end. Interesting. It's kind, um, it's kind of fun to be on the spot tasting this. It is. It, like, this, is a, this is a lot of fun, and yes. I mean, th- this is a beer that we drink a lot of, but I don't think Our, we've ever talked about it. We, seriously, like, we drink Bell's Too Hearted all the time. Yep. Like well, yeah, there, we, there are often times where it's like we're you know like oh I haven't had that beer or that beer and it's like well, I, you know I don't I don't be I don't believe I'll try it today because I know that this duard is gonna taste great and then right. we're gonna have a a sandwich you know it's yep oh yeah and this is this is a beer where like, we've never just sat down and talked about it um, so I don't have a lot of uh so so I don't have a lot of data here um, but I will like to say. Uh, there is one ingredient that we forgot to talk about. Yeah. The alcohol. Oh. Um, because alcohol lends a sweetness. Sure does. Um, and so with the Sam Adams, we are looking at a 5% beer. Do we have any idea of attenuation on these either? Because we, we don't. We just don't. Have I'd that. say I'd say both beers are pretty dry. Yeah. Yeah, no, these they both finish pretty dry. There's not, and then there's a you get a little there's a falseness of dry for me anyway. As far as when we're working with hop mm-hmm. bitterness at all, it just well. It, so, but for me, the Boston almost comes off more dry because there's that there's that lingering bitterness on the back of the tongue that I don't get with the bells. Well, so g- give me your no bullshit here. Like, which one do you think is more attenuated? I um. Too hard. You think so? I think so too. I think so. Um, yeah, because there's it. The dryness is more complete. Uh, if that makes sense. Uh, yes. Well, all right. So to, so to me, it does. Yeah. So what 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 I'm saying there, I shouldn't just say. Does that make sense? I should explain it because that's what we're trying to do. Yes. Yeah, uh, no. I, we're we're learning. <laughs> Bear with us, guys, as we figure this out. Yeah. This so is, what what I, I mean? Don't we, we do this more often, I guess. Yeah, well, I that's that's, that's the point. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So what I mean by that is. Um, when I finish my sip of Two Hearted, uh, it feels like all the moisture has been taken out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like it, it dries it out completely. With Boston Lager, I get a, I get like a bitterness on, like that's, that's bordering astringency on the back of my throat. Um, but my mouth isn't dry. When your mouth is dry, you're pretty high. Uh, but I don't know. As far as Bell's Too Hard to Go, it's like nice nice caramel and toast. And again, there is that toasted feel. The difference between I left it in not long enough between I left it in not long enough in the toaster to, okay, that's just, just right. Yep. And I think Bell's goes a little bit beyond that, you know, where where it's a little bit more the flavor follows suit with like that and and I don't know if like grapefruit or peach or 
even sometimes God, like the, the way these ho- these hops where I know that they're sourced from can also excuse me lend a little bit of like pineapple almost Michigan Chinook right isn't that what Bell's too hard it is Michigan Chinook um it is I think I might have that actually it it it, it I the only reason I know anything about uh no I don't so I don't have uh any uh ingredient list all right well I just know f- <laughs> From personal experience, that Michigan Chinook versus more towards pineapple, it is definitely always grapefruit, and then can also be peach, which I think is oh, hundred percent centennial. Oh, it's centennial. Yep, and yeah. same, same. Like, uh, so from a centennial standpoint, yeah, I guess I'm all wet. Talk about Chinook, but anything Michigan wise with sea hops, they tend to have this. It depends from row to row mm-hmm. and height and all that jazz, but. Yeah, interesting. Um, Grapefruit, pineapple could be some lemon. Yeah, so this finishes super dry. Color, like I feel like the malt bills on these could almost be interchangeable. They're very close. They are. It's. It all comes down to the hopping and the yeast. It's just fruit, fruit and malt, and that bread character doesn't always completely just come it's, from malt. It comes from yeast, too. Especially I mean, since we're talking about an ale yeast on this one versus it, that one. It's almost um, like toasted marmalade. That makes sense. Like, it's kind of like almost like the flavor I get. Like if I just take a quick sip and it's like, oh, yeah, toasted marmalade. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, wow. Is there anything else you'd like to add No, here? this was really... I, really I found fun. it enlightening. I found it hard, difficult to like. It was to especially since explain. we're especially since we're on the spot and uh, yeah. Honestly, I hope you guys enjoyed us hemming and yeah. hawing over um, this as much as we enjoyed. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think we'll do this for full episodes no. uh, in the future. But I. I honestly. Um, want to do this as a recurring segment. Um, if you guys have big opinions about that, let us know. Um, but I think this or is, suggestions or like, suggestions on how to make this better. Drink these, um, not those. Brian, yes. Uh, throw out a beer for next time. Oh, I know I'm throwing you on the spot here, but you are. I, I chose uh, these two. You are, are we going to do an, I, an IPA? And yeah, a, it does not matter. Just, a, uh, just give us one in, instead of two. Like this one that people can get pretty yeah. much everywhere. Um, does it have to be craft or does it? No, it doesn't have to be craft. It just has to be one that people can get. Why can't everybody get? Um, I mean, stone is pretty wide. Okay, you want to do um, um, like stone IPA? I, I would, but that's not one where I'm like, oh, everywhere we go. No, you know what? What about Summit uh, EPA? Uh, Summit's only regional. Shit. What's national? Listen, how about we do this? How about listeners? You guys send us. You guys stuff. tell us. Uh, next week we'll do a blue moon. That would work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So so blue next moon. next week we'll do blue moon. You guys send us in uh, beers that you'd like us to try or suggestions. Yeah, and then you can taste along with us. That I don't yeah. know. Sounds like fun. But yeah, if you have other homebrew stuff, I don't know. We're always hunting around for other ideas. So. All right, let me get the outro going here. All right, guys, uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerdstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnerdscoreninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Hey!